for The Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the start of the football season, USG goals for this school year, a historic move for female participation in NCAA football, and the flight of Armenian refugees from a disputed region seized by Azerbaijan. It's Tuesday, September 26th. Princeton's football team has gotten off to a muddy start, losing their most recent game as weather slammed the team. We spoke with contributing sports writer Alex Beverton-Smith to learn more. Recently, the Princeton football team has played its first home game. Can you tell us what the score was? Yeah, unfortunately we lost uh, 16-13 to Bryant. And how does this compare to other first home games in the past? Yeah, I mean, it's the fir- unfortunately the first time that we've actually lost a non-conference game since 2016, so it was a bit disappointing and maybe a bit of a surprise, but... And again, the conditions were really bad, so it was sort of it made it a lot more difficult for both teams. Tell us a little bit more about the conditions at play. Yeah, I mean, it was originally moved. It was uh, supposed to be a 3 p.m. game, and they moved it to 12 in order to try and avoid some sort of later lightning uh, and other sort of rain-related issues. But, I mean, the rain was persistent, it was windy, uh, and that sort of showed in the game. It was really hard for like both teams to sort of catch, and I think that's about five fumbles in the game in total. Interesting. And were there any standout players on our team during the game? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I'd have to say John Volker. He's our, our, like, one of our best running backs. Um, he sort of ran for a career high uh, in terms of rushing yards. I think it was 149. Um, so that's from the sort of offensive standpoint. We used him a lot because we couldn't really implement uh, a sort of passing game. It's a lot more rushing based. Uh, and of course, he got a touchdown. And defensively, uh, I think Ozzy Nicholas was really good. I think he got about 15 tackles in regular time. So he really stood out, definitely, uh, from a spectating sort of view and a statistical one. All right, thank you so much. You can read more of our football team coverage at dailyprincetonian.com. In more campus news, the undergraduate student government's core committees announced their initiatives for the upcoming school year on Sunday. Chief among their goals are plans to revive Princeton's campus pub, which will be overseen by the Undergraduate Student Life Committee. The USG is also expanding the DEI and Academics Committees. DEI Committee Chair Uma Fox, Class of 26, noted a focus on topics like gender-neutral bathrooms, affinity groups, and dietary options on campus. Additionally, the Academics Committee expansion has led to increased participation from transfer and international students, according to Committee Chair Srishti Tapathi, Class of 25. Following the recent increase in student fees approved last semester, USG President Stephen Daniels noted plans to have more USG-sponsored events during the school year with their newly expanded operating budget, such as local trips to the AMC Theater. You could read more about this week's USG meeting at dailyprincetonian.com or at the link in the description. In national news, Haley Von Voris, a junior at Shenandoah University, has made NCAA history by becoming the first woman to play in an NCAA college football game in the role that is not a kicker. Von Voorhees, a safety, made her debut during the first quarter of the Division III game against Juanita College on Saturday. She played on the field and registered quarterback hurry. This was Von Voorhees' first year playing for Shenandoah's varsity squad. Her team won the game 48-7. Following her win, she said, quote, I want to show other people that this is what women can do. I made the impossible possible, and I'm excited about that. In international news, thousands of ethnic Armenian refugees have fled the disputed territory of Nagorno-Karabakh as it was seized by Azerbaijan last week. Over 6,500 people have fled the region into Armenia. Nagorno-Karabakh is home to 120,000 ethnic Armenians. 
Tucked within the mountains of the South Caucasus, the region is internationally recognized as Azerbaijani territory, but has been controlled by ethnic Armenians for the past three decades. Azerbaijan has stated its intent to reintegrate ethnic Armenians as quote-unquote equal citizens, but many Armenians fear for their safety. Armenian Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan has alleged that an quote, ethnic cleansing of the region is underway. Pashinyan has faced criticism for his government's handling of the crisis, with calls for his resignation. Protesters of his in Armenia claim that he granted too many concessions to Azerbaijan. 200 ethnic Armenians, dozens of Azerbaijani soldiers, and five Russian peacekeepers allied with Armenia were killed in the Azerbaijani offensive into the territory last week. Today, expect more rain and chilly winds, with a high of 59 and a low of 49 degrees. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Leila Siskind, Brian Mahondo, and me. Sound engineered by Zach Lee and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Vitus LaRue. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>